Hello, can we still be friends? It's Andrew. You got me very excited when you said in the next holiday episode that there would be a special presentation. You all would be talking about a television special unlike any other. And I don't know what this says about me, but the very first inclination was, are they actually going to do a podcast episode on the California Raisins? There was this excellent excellent special presentation on TV, and it was almost like sketch-like, like The Muppet Show, except it was all claymation. And I thought, would they actually dare use an episode of Can We Still Be Friends to talk about the claymation Christmas special? And then, as you started to say, but it's the one you all know. And then I thought, is there an outside chance that they might even do one on the Garfield Christmas special. The Garfield Christmas special is one that hits you right in the heart. It makes you emotional. It brings about those family feelings uh, that are both sometimes difficult and wonderful around Christmas time. So I hope that though you guys are definitely not doing either of these uh, television special presentations, uh, that you might rewatch them again this season because they are both gold. Merry Christmas, y'all. Tis the season. Hello, and welcome to episode 109 of Can We Still Be Friends, a podcast that tests the limits of the friendship between two people who mistake movie taste for personal morality. I'm Nate Goss, here with Ryan Evelyn. As your holiday season is winding up, ours is winding down as we celebrate the last of our trio of holiday episodes. Since we're so busy celebrating and preparing for our various holiday activities, we're going with a shorter movie, but possibly the quintessential holiday movie, A Charlie Brown Christmas from 1965. For many people, A Charlie Brown Christmas is an annual tradition. Given the fact that Ryan and I have both seen this one more than we can count, we're wondering what can we say about a movie that we both know so well. Even though the network was convinced they'd produced a flop, A Charlie Brown Christmas was an immediate hit. Critics and audiences loved the movie despite its blatant messaging and jazz score, unusual for a children's show. It aired every year after and is the second longest-running Christmas special after Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which aired a year earlier. For decades, it was guaranteed to air between Thanksgiving and Christmas and has connected generations of Christmas-celebrating people who make a point of watching it year after year. In recent years, even after Apple TV Plus bought the exclusive rights, public outcry has compelled the streaming channel to make the movie available for free during the holiday season. We all know it's a classic holiday staple. But what is it about a Charlie Brown Christmas that keeps us coming back? Keep listening. Is. Oh, I mean, is there anything better to get you in the se- the spirit of the season? I don't think so. 
You, you could hear you could play that song anytime. Oh my, well, that's true, and it would get me into the spirit of the season. I it's beautiful for so many reasons, and I love what I love about that song is that it does just feel like Christmas. And I don't, I can't really tell you if it's because I just grew up with it every right. single year. Like I don't have a year where that didn't exist in my life, but. I think it just has this, it's the melancholy in it, that meditative aspect of the Christmas season. Well, it's, When you've got so much of the sort of Mariah Carey yeah. type hit, and then you just get this pensive sort of, yeah. It is a good callback to the moment, like to call you back to just relax, like yeah. enjoy this sort right. of. And Even you, though it is like sad sounding, it's sort of the kind of like relaxing side of the season the calming side yeah. of the season and it lets you just sit back with your eggnog and uh-huh yeah it's just like right after thanksgiving you put that on and it's mm-hmm. like christmas time is here yeah and actually i didn't know this until today that at first it really was just the piano music and that the the lyrics were added kind of last minute really uh because they felt like it was lacking mm-hmm. and so uh ben mendelson kind of just wrote these lyrics very quickly and then they had um a children's choir at, at episcopal church uh children's choir just sing it real quick <laughs> over wow. over over this piano music so mm-hmm. the lyrics were added later and if you have the like record um there's the instrumental version and then there is the one with the vocals nice i love that melody it's great i mean it's a great way to get this episode into the spirit spirit season now the uh, last of our trilogy yeah, the last of our trilogy. What, after we're winding this, down. This, we're is winding the, down. this is the end of the day. This is the the fire in the fireplace. Yes. Yeah, so, t- you know, tis the season. And, you know, I like that in our intro, we called it a movie, but it's a TV special. Yeah. So it's a and little it's, different. As long as a TV episode. It's only 25 minutes. Yeah. Although I did also realize that um, the first year it aired in 65, this was really just a program that was sponsored by Coca-Cola. That's right, yeah. And so it didn't have like the commercial breaks that we grew up with. It really was just it's sort of like a, a promo spot for Coke at the very beginning and a promo spot for Coke at the very end. They were like the only sponsor when yeah. it originally aired. And they were integrated, so they've since been cut out. Yeah, those, since it's been those, cut out, yeah. Those spots. Kind of interesting that a, a special that's really about yeah. Being anti-commercial, yeah. anti-corporate was it was completely sponsored by Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, however it got here, I'm glad it did. I'm glad too. So Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah. We're going to kind of keep this one a little bit shorter right. uh, than our normal episodes. Uh, it's just, you know, we got a lot. Everyone's got a lot going on. Yeah. And uh, you've got a lot of Christmas specials to squeeze in, yeah. I'm sure. So yeah, let's let's do that. Let's kind of get in, get out. Now, really quickly, though, before this episode started, you may have heard Andrew, who mm-hmm. uh, is a, uh, a friend of the podcast, always calls in with his thoughts, and we've had him on the podcast. And, right. Um, he provided some thoughts on Christmas specials in general. He talked about the California Raisins special. That is one I honestly don't know if I've ever seen all the way through. Have I, you seen it? I, I'm in the same boat. I remember it being on TV, and I just don't remember if I saw the whole thing. It didn't really stick with me. I don't. Was that aired on like? Did you have to have cable to watch it? I, I don't think so. I, I don't ever remember it being on. When I feel I was a like kid. I feel like for a, for when we were kids, CBS aired all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think. CBS said the California Raisins. That's just absolute speculation, and I'm sure I could look it up, but I don't really feel like it. <laughs> we got to, we got no time. We're, we got no time. We're moving quick here. We're moving quick. Um, but I actually, I know I saw the Charlie Brown special a lot when I was a kid, but it wasn't the one that I looked forward to the most, and it was Garfield. Really? For me. Yeah. Okay. 
I mean, I don't know. I was a kid. I think it was probably funnier to me. And I, I read a lot of Garfield. I read a lot of comics. I read a lot of Garfield and I, read, I and some Peanuts. I read the Peanuts that was actually in the newspaper we got. In I read a lot of Peanuts books. Like okay. I, I, I read a lot of those. Calvin and Hobbes, Foxtrot, Garfield. Like I, I was like itching for a Calvin and Hobbes or Foxtrot TV special. Oh man, would that be those. great? But uh, yeah, I, I, I haven't seen Garfield in ages mm-hmm. i did watch that one every year as well um when it was on so it's but it had been forever i i haven't seen it since i was probably like yeah. 10 or something like that right um but it's available on amazon prime oh okay so i we tonight i popped it on with our kids and it all came back like yeah. i just remembered every little bit of it but i hadn't seen yeah, it in sure like tw- in, in almost 20 years um and man aj's right though that one it hits you right in the gut yeah. That's that might be why I don't watch it a lot is it it I remember even as a kid it almost made me cry. Huh. You know because it's got the whole thing with the grandmother. Yeah. And she talks about her her husband who's been gone That's for right. a while oh, and wow. how how much Christmas was like yeah. that he didn't show a lot of emotion to his children but on Christmas day, you yeah. know, he let it all out. And then Odie gives Garfield the back scratcher thing that That's he makes. Right. Yeah. So it's like it's a very heartwarming special. I I am really actually very happy that andrew brought that up because i don't think i would have watched it otherwise yeah. and i was like well, no I'm, I'm definitely going it's to. it's really good hmm. interesting yeah i i had forgotten everything that you said but i do remember it now yeah it's on amazon prime you know amazon prime has all the garfield specials and then apple tv has all the the peanuts specials which is yeah that's the the reality of the streaming world we live in but but from december 22nd to the 25th the, yes, you can. They're free on Apple TV Plus. Yes, Even if yeah. you don't have a subscription, you can watch Yes, them. yeah, which I think is a necessary concession I think that so Apple too. TV made. I mean, this is like a public good at this I, point. I actually liked their concession last year, which was... They aired on PBS, yeah. right? I like that better. Yeah. Yeah. I certainly wa- rewatched Charlie Brown Christmas for this episode, and I've watched it every... You know, maybe even the last few years, I've kind of watched it on my own time because we do have it on DVD. But there's something about the live broadcast. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody, everybody watching it, you know, everybody's watching it at the same time. Yeah. And also mm-hmm. like making time for it. Like yep. I remember like looking in the, when I was a kid, we had to look in the TV guide and I would figure out when yeah. they're going to, when they're going to air the special on the TV guide. Yeah. And then, uh, man, we would, we would really make sure nothing else was going on. Yeah. Like we really would. We would just make sure that the night was free so yep. we could watch Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah. I, I, I miss that. I mean, we did watch it with our kids this morning. Like that was... That was fun. Yeah. It was kind of fun to do like a Saturday morning cartoon thing with them. That's true. Too. Yeah. Yeah. They really thought it was very funny. I don't know. They didn't really say anything about the emotional parts of it. No, and my, my kids but... don't. My, my boys are nine. Yeah. And they still don't say much about the more kind of what the, what the special is really getting at, actually. Right. And I don't know that I did either as a kid. No, I don't think so. Um, they thought Snoopy was really funny. And yeah. um, my kids who are very picky when yeah. it comes to what they watch, extremely picky. Um. <laughs> And they usually get very mad when I try to tell them what we should all watch. Uh, they've got their one or two movies they like, their two or three shows they like, and that's about it. But there's something about the Peanuts. They are always willing to watch it. They look forward to watching the Christmas special every year, and we've, we've watched it pretty much every year yeah. with them. So what, you know, what is it about this one? I don't know. <laughs> because I was struck this time, because it, it is different watching it to prepare for an episode yeah so i was you know really kind of paying attention to things that i don't necessarily like pay attention to um it's just 
everything about it really is unique. Mm -hmm. Um, Even it's not like it set a template that now people follow. Not at all. Because it starts with depression and hopelessness. I was just going to say, it's depression. I mean, we talked a little bit about the the sort of sad way you could interpret even the piano music, but you just remember, if you don't remember how it starts, I mean, it's Charlie Brown and Linus just walking. Yeah. And Charlie Brown, his face looks so sad. Yeah. Right away, right away. Right. Like he's, he hasn't even said anything yet. And right. he just looks sad walking. And then he flat out just says that he's feeling depressed. Yeah. And there's nothing he likes about Christmas. Yeah. In fact, it makes him, it makes whatever feelings he's been having worse. I think there must be something wrong with me, Linus. Christmas is coming, but I'm not happy. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. just don't understand Christmas, I guess. I like getting presents and sending Christmas cards and decorating trees and all that, but I'm still not happy. I always end up feeling depressed. Charlie Brown, you're the only person I know who can take a wonderful season like Christmas and turn it into a problem. Maybe Lucy's right. Of all the Charlie Browns in the world, you're the Charlie Brownie. But you see people, you know, you see in other specials or in Christmas movies, you see the sort of disillusionment Mm -hmm. or like, you know, there's always some backstory. Like you find out like it's Christmas Day and I was really hoping for it. There's there's something that happened. Yeah. Not just saying, doesn't Christmas depress you? Yeah. (laughs) That that's just Charlie Brown's condition. Yeah, he's a he's a depressed kid. Yeah, and he just says, "I know nobody likes me." And uh, yeah, there is no backstory. There is no event that yeah. happened. You know, it's just that this season yeah. amplifies the feeling he already has. And I think yeah. in some ways, like we said, I don't know how my kids connect to that. I actually don't know, and I don't remember how I connected to that as a kid. Yeah, yeah. But as an adult watching it, I certainly. I, I kind of get it. And it's it's in a way kind of refreshing to yeah. see a special that just at least at least acknowledges that this is a thing. Yeah. That people get sad around Christmas time. Because know? because the other times people are sad or disillusioned, it's because at one point they did like Christmas or it was exciting or something, which is true I think for a lot of people that Christmas was exciting, you know, more exciting. I like Christmas and I like the season. I like everything about it, but I don't know that excitement is part of that feeling. Mm -hmm. I know it is for like kids Kids, and for my kids, right? but that's probably a big part of why this movie connects with people throughout their life because the funny stuff happens and there's dancing and stuff when you're a kid. But then as you grow older, it just feels so poignant to say oh if you if you feel this way i'm not the only one who has mixed feelings about mm-hmm. yeah this it's season even if you love christmas and i do really like the season of christmas there's always going to be as you go through different phases in your life this push pull of it i feel like where it's just like there is a lot of joy and it's kind of like there's an ache to it though you right. know because it's a joy that's also mixed with maybe things you've lost or yeah. and that that can be actual mm-hmm. people or events but it can also just be innocence lost that yeah. you you remember those uh, those yeah. ex, those childhood christmas experiences and you're wondering why aren't i as excited as i used to be about this or part of me thinks it's like really interesting that kids even do like this yeah at all yeah but they do and i did yeah. so i mean it does connect it really do, truly does but it is when you really stop to think about it it's just like why do kids even like this um you know, you got some Snoopy stuff that saves it, but yeah. Snoopy's not 
doing the whole doing all of it right he's running around the story he's not right even right really part of the story i think the other part of it is for like a 27 minute special there's a lot of complexity to some of these characters that's mm-hmm. that's you know not just charlie brown even like what i found mm-hmm. this time was there's a lot of ways you could read lucy as just really cruel and also just not really uh, understanding Charlie Brown, yeah, um, or not caring to really. Uh, she she runs the psychiatric booth, <laughs> yeah, and that whole scene is pretty funny. Um, and you think it's funny because she's really just not getting it, right? right. But you know, then it kind of seesaws back to her basically being like, "I get what you mean with all of this," and then and she is the one who extends for him to be the director. Yeah. She says, "You need to be involved." Yeah, you know. That's a that's an extension. That's sort of like a, a an olive branch of sorts of like I get what you're saying, but then it swings the other way and is just like I get what you're saying because I don't ever get what I really want for Christmas, which right, is real estate. Real estate yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Was this great? Like that's really complex comedy actually going on there. Mm-hmm. If you really think about it, yeah. You know? Well, what it feels like to me with this movie is that it it is um like you said already, but it but to go even further with it it's a it's a movie about depression mm-hmm. set at christmas and i think like i had notes about lucy too because it feels very much like this is written from the perspective of somebody who is depressed mm-hmm. who understands the way it feels to be depressed a around people who aren't yeah. b at a time when the when everybody acts like there's no reason to be depressed at yeah, all. Right. Yeah. Like, well, everybody, no matter how bad things are going, at least it's Christmas. Right. But for a depressed person, it's like that doesn't change it. It, it might make it worse, actually. Yeah. And Lucy, it's very interesting and feels like the movie is <laughs> there are probably gonna be people who are like, that's not why we like this. But <laughs> it feels like this is about a depressed person telling what their experience is like that when you are depressed around people who aren't, they're really awful to you because you're caught up in the, uh, you know, the joy of the season. You just must be ignoring it on purpose Mm -hmm. because of your depression or because, you know, like they feel like it's their job just to kind of point out what you're missing. Right. Which Charlie Brown says shows me I'm all alone. I'm shows me that I'm more alone, but also the further he gets into his depression, they start treating him worse and worse and just True. calling him yeah. names. Yep. And that is very much the experience I've had as a depressed person where people just get tired of it. Like, yeah, right, why, why right. haven't you gotten over it yet? Yeah. And we look, you're directing the play. Why aren't you happy now? And that is when it gets the worst for him because yeah. they're just like, you idiot, you're so stupid. Like, so there's kind of like that aspect of the depressed experience that the movie's sort of like bringing to light, but also the professional help side of it, the psychology part. Mm-hmm. Lucy is the rudest, most judgmental person about right. all of it. But then she's the person who is the psychiatrist. Right. And <laughs> yeah. like, it feels very much like they're saying, yeah, even the systems that are supposed to be treating this are judgmental and oh. are just trying to like, well, is it this? Is it this? Is it this? Is it this? How yeah. can I get you out the door? And before it's even that, it's mm, that sound of money, yeah, money, I love, money. I love yeah. the way. Yeah, exactly. And 
Yes, she does give him something that gives him some purpose, but it is another thing in the litany of things people will say to a depressed person. Right, right. Are you exercising enough? Well, you're just, you're not getting involved. You're not getting out there and doing stuff. Yeah. If you got out of the house a little bit more, like that sort of thing. And Charlie Brown does like, oh, yeah, that does sound good. Sure, I'll give it a shot, you know. But he's still depressed. Yeah. And the experience of being a director goes the way it would for a depressed person. Mm-hmm. And it that's what this movie feels like it's about to me. But the fact that it's Christmas is significant. It's not like, oh, we're all getting it wrong. Like it's not about Christmas, it's about depression. It's about depression and that there is hope. Because another true thing about depression is that it lies to you. You start to believe that there isn't anything out there better or that makes you feel like you're not alone or you know, you just start to believe the lies of it. And it's not all of Charlie Brown's depression, but a big chunk of it over and over hammered in this special is him just kind of being like, there's got to be more to this. Yeah. It's not, it can't just exactly. be wanting money and right. it can't just be aluminum trees, aluminum and trees and decorations and, and like, it's got to be more than this. And why is no one else feeling like it needs to be more than this? Yeah. And then Linus comes through with the hope. It's not about the excitement or the decorating or the presence or the pageants. It's about the Bible story, like the story. Exactly. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. We actually had uh, Andrew give a second voice message to us. And um, he had some some thoughts and some questions about it. And I, I thought maybe we could just play it now and then maybe we could respond a little bit to it. Sure. Um, Tis the season. Can we still be friends? It's Andrew. There was a thought that I had that I didn't know if you all would go there in regards to the nature of the Charlie Brown Christmas special. This is probably one of the few Christmas specials that directly deal with Jesus. Now, I know as a pastor, I will go there, right? I will choose to go there and I will seek out kind of like that underlying Christian message. But I was on the Josie and the Pussycats episode talking about the domination of consumerism in our culture. For Charles Schultz to nail it at that time when the special was made, I don't know if we've really made too much progress. But Schultz is addressing the consumerism that has taken over Christmas. And the message of the Charlie Brown Christmas special is, you have all lost it. The point of Christmas is Jesus. And they even read from Luke chapter 2. And so, I really just wanted to bring that topic or the idea 
to you all because I hope you spend some time talking about it. And then even along the lines of how people who don't believe in Jesus as Lord, who don't follow him as uh, their savior, how they deal or how they enjoy um, this particular uh, Christmas show. I just, I just wonder how it hits people. But as you know, tis the season. Thanks for covering Charlie Brown. Uh, you guys rock. Yeah, I appreciate uh, him holding us accountable to make sure that we talk about that part. Yeah. I think we would have. But I think even if you aren't religious, but you celebrate Christmas, there is a feeling and a value system applied to Christmas mm-hmm. that you can celebrate Christmas secularly and find hope. Yeah, well, and even that idea of just on earth peace and goodwill towards men. Yeah. You know, that's in the scripture. We, the two of us, I know, believe in the, what what that's actually getting at, which is the birth of Christ. Right. Um, and, and I think we both celebrate it in that religious sense. Yeah. But I also but celebrate I also, it in the secular sense. I do too. too. And I think if, you know, we talk so much about Muppet Christmas Carol. And right. I feel like that's more what that's getting at is that general season of Christmas. Yeah. That's more about taking a little bit of time at the end of the year to just go back to this idea of like trying to strive for peace and trying to be good towards other people. Right. But it's interesting, you know, um, even if you don't believe or even know that much about the actual Christmas story, hearing a child like Linus recite something that just sounds so ancient, like the language sounds so ancient. There's something that, roots it into something beyond that commercialism, beyond the the sort of here and now um, capitalism. Right. Christmas being run by an Eastern syndicate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Which, and, and a commercial racket. It's just like, this goes back to something and, and is getting at something much, much deeper. And so that when Linus recites that, and then just in, uh, in his way, to basically just be able to say, that's what Christmas is about, Charlie Brown. You yeah. know, had a grounding effect. And to be so quiet is arresting and you can hear that speech and to you the 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 most important part might be unto you is born this day a child who is christ the lord but you can just as easily have the part that sticks out to you be what you said like and on earth peace goodwill towards men yeah that there are different values and positive uh vibes associated (laughs) with christmas that i think is kind of what this is getting at that Whatever you're feeling, whether it's frazzled or depressed or disappointed or you're missing someone or you're feeling lonely, Christmas is a reminder that peace and goodwill are out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And it's interesting to me that there's no verbal follow-up to any of that. That's true. Charlie Brown just hears it and he smiles a little bit and then he walks off to kind of ponder it. Yep. And they've got the great... Oh, Tenenbaum, just sort of piano music. Mm-hmm. Let let you sit with it for a little bit. Yeah. You know? And then, because I don't think it would be this Christmas special if it didn't have that moment, it fails him immediately. <laughs> so true. Yeah. And, it, and that feels honest. Yeah. It feels very honest. Things aren't different. Like, they're not, things aren't, things aren't, things aren't gone. It actually doesn't really transform much of anything. <clears throat> But then, okay, so for Charlie Brown, he had a moment of like happiness. Clarity. But then we see what it did for the people who had been so terrible to him. It seems like they saw Charlie Brown's real need. 
You know, it's interesting, though, that I think the movie really shows that what Linus said impacted Charlie Brown. Yeah. It does not show that it really had any effect on any of the other people who listened to that. Except that they went out to... Yes, but he puts the ornament on the tree, and the tree is definitely a metaphor for all of this. All of this. Um, And it pretty much breaks the tree. Yeah. And Charlie Brown is broken. He is a broken individual at that time. And I don't know if it's that everyone else noticed what Linus said, or that they just saw Charlie Brown broken. Yeah. And that that was where they were like, oh, you know, all it needed was a little love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was a pretty good tree, actually. Yeah. But it's kind of hard to know, like, and I'm fine either way. Like, is it the message Mm -hmm. that changed everyone? Or is it the message that kind of had this effect on this one person and then actually ended up breaking them even more? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it yeah but it, that human connection that humanity that goodwill yeah was there mm-hmm. even from the people who were cruel to mm-hmm. him and then just say merry christmas yeah which they hadn't been saying to him like they had they had been telling him why he shouldn't be depressed but not actually saying like yeah hey merry christmas and there's no promise that it's all going to be great after that right it really is just singing the song and then that's the end you know, there's no, you know what I've always thought was really interesting is this whole movie. If you just look at the plot, the plot is we got a Christmas program. We need a director. And then, uh, this we're depressed gonna, kid takes the this, job. Yeah. And then we're going to see if we can, you know, do a Christmas play. And then you never see the play. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even, like, right. you, and you don't need to. No. But it's just really interesting to me that, like, the whole, like, sort of construct of it mm-hmm. by the end, doesn't even matter yeah can you think of any other christmas special that sets it up that way and then basically says well you're not really going to care like right. who cares i mean to me that's like the you, you always have like the sort of the the conflict right and you get in the resolution and you think in this it should be well this play is going to be real hard to pull off are they going to pull off the play you yeah. know but the play doesn't really matter yeah. no who cares because it's not about that right. at all and it would have promised more than this ever would i think want to promise like the the shorthand of and they pulled the play off would be and he's fine now right like the depression was a momentary thing they don't even answer a question about whether this play ever even happened like right. it seemed like it was not going very well right <laughs> to the point where like just decorating a tree and singing around it was not going to fix those problems no <laughs> yeah so maybe they just decided maybe we don't need a christmas play this year yeah i don't know i mean where are the grown-ups I, like, I don't know. Just unsupervised in a school auditorium. <laughs> it's it's interesting that something so nuanced and really on its face unsatisfying has endured so long. The public isn't always ready for something real, but something about Charlie Brown, the realness speaks to generations. Mm-hmm. It's a great special. And even if you're not getting all that out of it, the music's fantastic. And it still is pretty funny. And it's funny. My kids were really laughing. You know, and, you, and try to put yourself in the place in 1965. I think that the Peanuts had been animated once for a commercial. Oh. But they had not been voiced at all. Hmm. And there was a real concern that when people had known them for years as just the comic strip, there was a real concern that you were going to sort of shatter people's images of the Peanuts mm. by doing what television does, which is kind of take away that imagination in some ways. So it's like, no, this is the voice of Charlie Brown. This is the voice of Lucy. And this is what they look like when they're animated. Whereas when you're reading a comic strip, you're filling in all those gaps yourself. Uh, Ben Mendelsohn, when things were not looking well, when they were showing it to like the executives and stuff, they were like, we we might have ruined the peanuts. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. 
I think having actual child actors do the voices was a oh my master gosh. stroke. Yeah. And at one point they wanted to have a laugh track, and Charles Schultz yeah. just was like, he he like walked out of the Well, room. they made a version of it, yeah, but I don't think it ever aired. It's just, you got to hand it to Charles Schultz because it's just like, they kept trying to come up with ways that they thought it should be better. Getting professional adult actors, having a laugh track, yeah. get rid of the jazz. Yeah. And every step of the way, it was Charles Schultz who was like, no, 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 no. That's the dumbest idea ever, you know? <laughs> wow. And- I think he just, you know, he just knew what he had. Yeah. Oh, and they also, you know, they didn't want the Bible story in there. Right. And, and that, uh, that's actually something I was talking to my brother-in-law and sister-in-law about today, that like people will often point to this as like, this is what it used to be. Like people expected to hear this. And it's like, no, no, that's actually like <laughs> America in 1965 didn't like this either. No, the special that was right before it was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. They had no mention of Jesus in that right. one yeah. <laughs> or the Bible. Right. Yeah, or Frosty that came um, after it, or you know, this like, was not this was not typical yeah. <laughs> at all. And I don't know if that I, who knows this might be way too speculative, but that might be part of why this special is palatable even to people who aren't religious, is that it fits into the critique that the special is putting forward. Like it's renegade <laughs> to say that, right? Like in the truest sense, not in the false persecuted sense that so many Christians act like they are yeah, living under right. right now, but it was genuinely countercultural almost. Countercultural, yeah. To put that into a special. Right. Yeah. Or at least just you it was it was doing its own thing. Right. It was it was real. Yeah. Like that special did that because that was what that spe- that was real to the everything about that special. Right. No, I think it's a really good point. Well I'm glad that we, you know, this is this is a really great way to wrap up our uh our trilogy here. I agree. I think. Uh but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just I, just, I guess it, I just, in the spirit of the special, Ryan, I just want to say Merry Christmas to yeah. you. Oh, Merry Christmas to you. Yeah. Christmas time is here. It, it is here. Uh, anyways. Let's talk about what's what's coming up for us. Let's Yeah, let's swing into uh, what's going on in the next new the year. New year. The thing is, we're, we're looking at some self-care here. Yeah. And uh, really, I think we just need, need a little bit of a break. Yeah. Uh, so what we're going to do is uh, we're going to take January off yeah. uh, for the podcast. Now... I know if I was listening to another podcast and they tried to pull that, unsubscribe. Yeah. But please don't. I'm pleading with you. We will be back. Yeah. (laughs) So don't go anywhere. I feel like I feel like a January break is not uncommon for us. I feel like we've done that. I think we've done it in the past here and there. Um, Um, And you know, so we will be back, and we don't want to kind of forecast what we're going to do yeah, uh, and not really know. I mean, we're talking February is when the episode will be, right? And so we don't want to just sort of tie ourselves to something now uh we want to kind of you know maybe plan ahead maybe we'll think of something brand new to do for the new year because i don't want you to think that we we are taking a break from our job here because i feel like for both of us december and january is maybe when we watch the most movies that's true we got to get caught up yeah of what i mean i i don't know what your 2022 viewing is mine's dismal like I've seen yeah, very few, great. I've seen very few movies that have actually come out this I year. I might have. So I've seen Black Panther. I've seen Glass Onion. I saw Weird, which, if we're just gonna let's just do a kind of kind of a quick, what I would recommend. I would recommend all three of those. Glass Onion comes out on Netflix so uh, right around Christmas. Did you see it in the theater or something? I saw it in the theater. Okay. It was it had a very short theatrical run the week of Thanksgiving. Okay. I'm uh, jealous because I really do want to see that. It was very good. Not that they need to be compared, but every time I say I saw it, people ask me. I don't think it was as good as Knives Out, but it's still very good. Okay. Weird, if you haven't seen the Weird Al yes. biopic. I, that was great. Incredible. 
I, I had a lot of fun with that one. I did see that one. That one I saw. That's good. Black Panther was good. Again, if you have to ask, <laughs> wasn't as good for me as the, the first Black Panther, but a worthy sequel and definitely a worthy tribute to Chadwick Boseman. Uh, and other movies I saw in 2022 are escaping me, aside from oh my uh, gosh. Top Gun Maverick, which we've already... Oh, come on now. I think the one that we both would... I, I, I don't want to speak for you, but we're talking everything everywhere all at once oh my gosh of I mean, course <laughs> of course if you haven't seen everything everywhere all at once one of the best movies i've seen in a long time yes maybe we'll talk about that maybe we will maybe, i mean i would love to talk about maybe that. that'll be oscar like the oscars yeah. oscar season will be upon us the next time we record an episode maybe everything everywhere all at once will will be uh the front runner people are that's assuming it will i mean be that in is some categories that's definitely got the number one spot for me at now yeah but like you said, we use December and January to really get caught up. So I am planning yeah. on adding a ton. And for anybody who is curious, on my letterbox, if you follow me, I do sort of a ranking that keeps moving as I keep watching more movies. I rank everything I see every year. Yeah, you do. Um, it's more for me just to kind of keep an inventory so I can go back and see what I watched. But hey, you know, I think it's fun if you want to go check that out. And yeah. Leave a comment and tell me how wrong I am. And if you follow me on Letterboxd, I'm sorry. You don't do anything. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't keep it up. This is the librarian in me. Now, it just sort of like lists of yeah. what I do. I mean, The Northman was another one that the I really, Northman, I really right. liked. Um, I saw uh, Top Gun Maverick, right. uh, which was good. Uh, another movie that I really recommend if no one has seen it is uh, Cha Cha Real Smooth. Oh, yeah, you did like that. That's um, Apple TV Plus, right? It's on Apple TV, I believe. That was really good. Um, we both liked The Batman. Yep. I like the Batman. Pretty good. But yeah, after that, On man. top of, so on top of our 2022 viewing to catch up, Sight and Sound just came out yes. with their list again. Yep. yep. And once a decade. That's... There were so many I hadn't seen. Yep. And I'm excited because the reason I, the way I found out that that list had been released was that I got an email from Criterion, the streaming channel. Yeah. And they were just basically saying that they've got over 50 of those movies on nice. the Criterion streaming channel. So if you are a subscriber... And I am, so I'm planning on really catching up over the next two months on a yeah. lot of those movies. Me too. So we don't have one movie for you to watch for January. <laughs> We've got a list of 100 and a year's <laughs> worth of movies. Exactly. So get to, to it. To watch. So lest you thought this was us being lazy, no. this is in fact us ramping things up. Right. So we can come back stronger. Yeah. In a way, this is uh, this is training season. Yes. So that's what we're going to be doing for mm-hmm. the rest of this month in January, and we're going to be we're going to be kicking it off running in February. Is that how you say? It? I don't know. That's that's definitely a, a phrase you said. Kick, kicking off, kicking and it, running. kicking it kick, off, running, kicking and running. We're just running it at movies and kicking them, kicking them to the side, as we into, run. kicking them into our brains, kicking them, and they start running, and then they're, and, they're yeah. kicking other movies, and they they start running, and, and they start tagging up on us, running, and, kicking extravaganza, right. Uh, and then maybe some tackling in there. The movies tackle us. Maybe eventually, once everybody starts running and kicking, they they they, they, just they team trip up and, and they tackle. Right. Them. Yeah. I mean, we're really we just we just get really beat down. Yeah. Doing it this, gets, but it's good. It's good. It's a like good. The Hunger Games. Right. Not the Hunger Games movie. No. The Hunger Games of, of movies. movies. Yeah. Right. Anyways, we hope you have a great holiday season. Yeah. And uh, I just want to say, you know, thanks for sticking with us this year. Yeah, definitely. We did our uh, Spotify Unwrapped and. Yeah. Uh, we have listeners, which we is do. great. <laughs> and increasing, yeah, number of listeners. That's nice. But if, you, if you've if you got suggestions for us for 2022 viewing, what, what you've seen that you really like, if you have thoughts on Charlie Brown Christmas, uh, let us know those. If you have suggestions for episodes that you yeah. would like us to do. Right, or even as we're looking at 
another year of podcasting, is there just even things you'd like us to try on the podcast? Mm-hmm. You know, we're open. Yeah. So definitely reach out to us anytime to listen to or comment on this or any of our past episodes. Find us at canwestillbefriends.net or email us at feedback at canwestillbefriends.net. Find us on Facebook at Can We Still Be Friends Podcast or Instagram at Can We Still Be Friends Pod. If you'd like to leave us a voice message and perhaps be featured on the podcast, call us at 847-306-9532 or you can email us a voice memo. And as always, we'd love it if you could subscribe and leave us a rating or review at Apple Podcasts or anywhere that they let you review. Those ratings really help us spread the word about our show. Can We Still Be Friends is written and produced by Ryan Ebling and Nate Goss and edited by Nate Goss. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. And we'll see you next year.